Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, November 16th, 2023. Stand up for your country. We are living in turbulent times. You know that. Everybody knows that. We go in cycles in America, and we're now in a down cycle. And all of us are affected by the lack of calm. Calm is a good word. C-A-L-M. Calm. It's not around. All right. It is way too intense on almost every level for Americans to feel comfortable. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So it's all about anger now. Anger in America taking over. You saw it today. President Biden mentioned Donald Trump 21 times in his speech on the West Coast. And Trump had nothing to do with the meeting on the West Coast with the Asian leaders. It was an economic meeting. But Biden's obsessed with Trump because he's losing in the polls right now to a man he detests. All right. So Biden and the Democratic Party are essentially trying to tell Americans that Trump is a Nazi. And if you support Trump, you're a stormtrooper, too. That's really out there. And it engenders anger on the part of those who do support Donald Trump. 
On the Republican side, it's the same thing. Anger growing. All right. Biden's incompetent. Biden's corrupt. The progressive culture, the open border, crime in the streets, nothing done about it. Anger, anger, anger. So both sides are furious. When you get angry, you do not think clearly. And you do things often that are going to come back to hurt you. But next year in 2024, we will have the angriest campaign outside of the Civil War years that I think we've ever had in this country. It will be brutal next year. Now, to demonstrate, we have the Israel-Hamas situation. And again, in America, people taking sides. So yesterday, there are the pro-Hamas people, all right, they're in D.C., sieging the Capitol. Go. Okay, so only one arrest, all right? Um, six officers are treated for injuries. And I bet you the person who was arrested, nothing will happen. Stark contrast to January 6th, I know what you're thinking. January 6th is a lot worse. I mean, he went breaking in and hurting police officers and all that. But one arrest? Come on. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, the Capitol Police are reporting that uh, 200 people, 200, Remember, one arrest illegally and violently protested in the Capitol Hill neighborhood. But they didn't arrest them. <laughs> OK, illegally and violently. So these pro Hamas people are angry at primarily the Democratic Party, primarily Biden. Their anger is going there. Now, the uh, protest yesterday was sponsored by the Jewish Voice for Peace Action, which is the largest Jewish progressive anti-Zionist organization in the world. So there are some Jews hating Israel, and I don't really want to get into that, but all I want to tell you is that this anger is going to lead to more violence in this country. No doubt about it. Okay, there is no doubt about it. But there was an exception on Tuesday when about 500,000 people showed up in Washington to demonstrate in support of Israel. This crew was peaceful. So the pro-Palestinian Hamas crew, anti-Israel crew, violent. This crew, peaceful, which proves to everybody you can protest in a civil, responsible way. Okay, so with both parties now trafficking in anger, remember Donald Trump, against my advice, I told the president when he asked me, I don't give unsolicited advice to anybody, um, run as a statesman, run on your record. He's not. He's running on grievance, that he is a victim of a corrupt system. And he can back that up to some extent. He can absolutely back it up. This New York City real estate civil suit, this is the most absurd thing in the world. All right? This is so nakedly un-American, I can't even tell you. So Trump does have a legitimate grievance, but that's what his campaign is going to be about. I'm going to get back into the Oval Office. I'm going to clean out all these rats. I'm going to take care of all of them. That's his primary message. 
Not that I kept inflation under control. I kept Putin under control. I had the border sealed down. Not even mentioning that stuff. I destroyed ISIS. It's these rats are doing this to the country. I'm going to get them. On the other side, it's, hey, Adolf Trump. Here he is. Fascist is going to ruin democracy. Hillary Clinton is a big mouth on that. But now Biden's picking it up. Okay. Now, this is unhealthy. I remember when I interviewed Barack Obama, and this is an interesting story. So I was not unfair to President Obama, but I was critical of him in some areas. He made an enormous mistake by taking the troops out of Iraq so ISIS could reconstitute. That cost tens of thousands of lives, that mistake. Obama corrected the mistake, but not, you know, all these people were dead. All right. And then Trump came in and just wiped out ISIS, a continuation. But that was a mistake that was incalculable. You can argue Obamacare all day long. But what happened was Barack Obama in his eight years unleashed an enormous amount of federal spending. And now we're drowning in it. He unleashed it. There's no restraint. Okay, but when Obama did something good, I would mention it. So in the three interviews I did with him, uh, you know, we had a respectful back and forth. And I got led, well, you didn't do this to Obama. You should have said this to Obama. You know, they wanted me to crush him. And I'm not going to do that to a sitting president of the United States. But if you Google the interviews, O'Reilly, Barack Obama, you see I was the toughest interview that he has ever sat through. And it's not even close but anyway, after the interview, President Obama and I would have, you know, we talked about Lincoln. He's a big Lincoln fan. He read Killing Lincoln. And he took me up to the Lincoln bedroom, showed me the handwritten Gettysburg address. My God. You know, he didn't have to do that. And it was and when on our brother's, my brother's keeper, he I helped him on that. And he was, you know, back and forth. There was a dialogue. Okay, that's gone. There's no way I could even talk to Joe Biden, get close to Joe Biden. He never allow it. Okay, he doesn't want anybody criticizing him. And the same with Trump. Okay, so we have the United States of hate. I mean, real hate. And you know it. I mean, I see it. Most of the people that I see in person and everybody knows me. Now, this YouTube thing, we're on, you know, so many outlets. But the YouTube thing has brought in the younger people who now recognize me all over the place. My son was, I think I told you the story. I don't want to be repetitive, but, I, but let me just review it quickly because it just startled me. So my son is on the Oxford University lacrosse team in England, ranked second in the country, by the way. All right. And he's playing um, a college in Wales. And uh, before the game, he had O'Reilly on his jersey. The other team, about five or six of them came over and said, you Bill O'Reilly, so my father. He goes, how do you know my father? YouTube. And he was like this. Uh, he usually doesn't cop to me and my son, but there I, he did. So anyway, um, we have a lot of new people that didn't watch the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News. And it, that was an older audience, still is over there at Fox. 
And I very rarely do I get any hatred directed at me on one on one in the mail, in the media all day long, every day, never stops. One on one, I'm six foot four and I'm 200 pounds and I'm in decent shape. They're not going to come up to me and do that. All right. But I sense it sometimes. Not often, because I'm my home team here on Long Island, pretty much on my side. But I go to the Upper West Side of Manhattan. You, you can see it. All right. East Hampton, Long Island. You can feel it. But I don't care because I'm doing my job. But I don't like the hatred. I mean, that's why I go on Cuomo on News Nation. Because I want to show everybody, look, you can do this and disagree, but you can also be respectful. Because it doesn't happen anymore. So I'm really, uh, I'm sorry for the dark vision, but I'm worried next year, 24. Um, but we're on it, and that's the memo. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy genius life insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. All right, so uh, Biden, she, it was much ado about nothing, as Shakespeare once wrote. Um, he got a, some kind of an uh, reassurance on fentanyl, roll the tape. You know, uh, we're in a situation where we agreed that uh, fentanyl and its, precur its precursors will be curbed substantially and the pill presses. That's a big, that's a big movement. Uh, fentanyl's your fault. And that's what those reporters should have said. Hey, it doesn't matter what she says. You can't check it out anyway. Okay, we don't have any oversight in China. We can't even get the Wuhan lab thing. You have no oversight. She goes, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. Pfft, bull. And even if he does, he can make that, those chemicals anywhere. 
Biden's open border has led to all of this narcotics, ODs and all of that. And there's not one reporter with the guts to ask him that question. Not one. It's your fault. Hey. Anyway, um, I covered the thing. Uh, Biden was 75 minutes late for his press conference. I predicted that would happen. Uh, he was going to do 45 minutes at press. He did 20. Uh, and it was a very unusual moment in the press conference that no, I don't, very few picked up on. So a Bloomberg reporter named Michelle Jamrisco asked President Biden this. Go. You and your administration officials have warned President Xi in China about interference in the upcoming elections. I wonder what would the consequences be if they do, in fact, interfere with elections? Well, I, mean, I had that discussion too. Made it clear I didn't expect any interference, any at all. We had that discussion. Look, do I trust? You know, I trust but verify, as an old saying goes. That's where I am. And uh, you know, uh, we're in a competitive relationship, China and the United States. But uh, my responsibility is to uh, to make it uh, make this rational and manageable. So it, uh, so it doesn't result in conflict. That's what I'm all about. That's what this is about. To find a place where we uh, can come together and uh, where we find mutual interest. Why is he looking down? He read it. He read the answer. He read it. He should have been looking at the reporter. So there's only two things that could have happened. One... The White House communications people got in touch with Bloomberg, said, we're going to give you a question. What do you think you're going to ask? And Bloomberg told him. Now, I, I don't know if that happened, but he knew it was coming. He's reading answers off the card. And the other is that the White House communications people sensed that he would be asked about verifying what she said. So they just wrote down a generic answer. That could have happened, too. But when he, he's reading the answer to a question he's not supposed to know, you know, and it's obvious he's reading it, that's pretty spooky to me. All right, his schedule today, Biden uh, attacked Trump 21 times uh, in the afternoon. It's not even worth uh, mentioning. He's got a big dinner tonight at uh, 745 California time. Um, we don't know who's going to be at the dinner, but we are watching it. Last night's dinner, gala reception for President Xi, a couple of notables, uh, Hillary Kamala Harris was there, Condoleezza Rice, Gavin Newsom, John Kerry, Nancy Pelosi, Elon Musk uh, went to the reception, not the dinner, Apple CEO Tim Cook. Stephen Schwartzman, CEO of Blackstone, a lot of big fat cat um, economic people, business people. Uh, the mayor of San Francisco, Golden State Warriors coach Steve Kerr, a big, big liberal guy. And uh, singer Gwen Stefani performed. And then they had all kinds of, you know, Trudeau showed up. Everybody showed up for the free meal uh, on us, by the way. We paid for all of that. All right. Uh, now, here's a report that was mismanaged by the conservative media. Though usually it's the liberal media that's uh, doing the wrong thing. 
the corrupt thing. This was mismanaged by the right. So the Biden administration has allowed $10 billion to go from Iraq to Iran. Okay, they gave a waiver to the sanctions. The $10 million buys electricity for Iraq. Iran sells them electricity. The USA had to do that because Iraq is now run by pro-American people, but there's a huge minority that's pro-Iran inside Iraq. And if they don't have air conditioning and heat, they don't have electricity, the pro-Iranian forces are going to overthrow the pro-American forces. So I would have done it if I were president. Anybody with common sense would have got okay. We got to allow this trade deal to take place. That was not reported accurately. It was all Biden lifted sanction, Biden giving him more money, Biden this, Biden that. He had to do it. Joe Manchin. So he's not running for re-election in West Virginia. We said it, it's doubtful he would win because he has signed on to a lot of the Biden policies. So West Virginia is a deeply red state. But now he's thinking about a third party run for president. Go. Are you considering running for president? I will do anything I can to help my country. Is that a yes? And you're saying, does that mean you would consider it? Absolutely. Every American should consider if they're in a position to help save the country. I think we're on the wrong course. So I will do everything possible. Now, if Manchin gets in as a third party candidate. Remember, RFK Jr. is a third party guy. And RFK Jr.'s constituency are the anti-vaxxers. OK, that his constituency. I'm putting out at about eight to nine percent that he would vote. And it would be even, you know, even number from Biden, even number from Trump. Manchin gets in more serious. He can get in. Remember, there's no convention. All he has to do is raise the money. And then the organization, his organization gets him on the ballot by signatures in all 50 states. So he can run. He doesn't have to go through the primary process or all of that. He just needs the money. If he does decide to run, it hurts Biden far more than Trump. Because there are moderate Democrats hiding. <laughs> they don't pop out and say, I'm a moderate Democrat anymore. No. But there are millions of Democrats who don't want Biden. Okay? Now, there are people who don't want Trump, and they may go over to Manchin, too. But my calculation is that Biden would be hurt more by a Manchin run. And I, I believe the Democratic Party agrees with me. New poll, YouGov, not reliable, but again, I have to report stuff that comes out. All right, just 1,584 adults. Simple question. Would you like to see another Democrat enter the race to challenge Biden? Yes, 54. No, 28. Not sure, 18. How can you not be sure, you moron? It's so funny. So most people, um, this is all Democrats, by the way. No Republicans in this poll, all Democrats. 54% want to see somebody else. Hello, Joe Manchin. All right, House Ethics Committee. And this is no surprise. So George Santos, my congressman, 
Um, I actually had a conversation with his opponent, Robert Zimmerman, Democrat, very liberal man. I, I saw him on a street the other day and I said, you know, I'm I'm I got to apologize for voting for Santos. I didn't check Santos out. So he wins in my district and he's a grifter. And that's what the Senate of Ethics Committee, uh, the Senate, the House Ethics Subcommittee says he's a grifter. Used campaign f- funds for personal expenses, fraudulent conduct all day long. Now, when the uh, politicians come back for Thanksgiving break a week from Monday, there could be a vote to expel Santos. You need two thirds of the House to do that. So all uh, Democrats will vote to expel him. But the Republicans, some of them are thinking, well, well, if we lose a vote, we need all the votes we can get. Don't think about that. He doesn't deserve to be there. Get him out of there. Okay? Lose the vote. I'm so mad at myself for not checking him. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. All right, revenge of the ladies in America. So life expectancy for women in the USA is 79 years on the planet. Okay, that's the average expectancy. For men, 73 years. Is that fair? (laughs) So six years down. Now, life expectancy has fallen. Um, It used to be... uh, Let's see, for men, it was 76, now it's 73, okay? Um, 73, that's coming up pretty fast. So anyway, 
I never assume that I'm even going to wake up in the morning. Anyway, so women live six years longer on average than men. Why? Because men are under more stress than women. Not everybody, but takes a toll. And then there's drug use. There are more male drug addicts than female drug addicts. All right, and on and on and on. There are reasons. One in six Americans have a substance abuse disorder. And this is growing because everything's legal now. Pot's legal. Well, let's have some heroin. Come on, nobody's going to do anything for us. Oregon now wants to repeal, all right, its uh, legalization of hard drugs because criminals are running wild. The kids can't come out of the house and it's somebody with a needle in their neck. So Oregon go, oh, no, no. But there's still a contention there. But this drug use is out of control. And the booze, I'll give you the numbers here. So um, 30 million Americans have an alcohol use disorder. 30 million. Too much booze. 27 million drug use disorder. 8 million have both. Oh, they must be pleasant to be around, huh? All right, so you add it up, it's 65 million people with substance abuse problems. 65 million people. And um, the younger people, it's 5 million, ages 12 to 17 already. Oh, staggering. Um, And it's going to get worse because it's easy to get all drugs, any drugs, any time of day. It's cheap. Yeah. Keep that border open, Joe. Really good. Smart life. Okay, so there are dueling, there are dueling, Report CBS Morning News. I listen to it on the radio when I get up. They ran down a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to run it down too. But then um, there's another group, the American Farm Bureau. It says the cost of Thanksgiving dinner is down about four and a half percent from last year. But when I look at the stats, it's not really what it is. Okay, so let's go down the list. Thanksgiving dinner a week from today. Turkey is down 29% wholesale prices, retail down 16% from last year. So you get your turkey cheaper. I told you I got mine 99 cents a pound. Okay. Ham, way up, record high for ham, right? Up 5.2% from last year, record high. So if you're getting that ham, it's going to be expensive. Cranberries from the can up 7%. Sweet potatoes up 4%. This is all from last year. Potatoes in general up 14%. Canned green beans up 9%. These are all up, 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 up. Pumpkin pie, ready for this? Pumpkin pie up 30%. I might go for the apple or the blueberry. 30%, what is plenty of pumpkins? What's going on? Beer and wine. Uh, wine is up 1.2%. Beer up 5.2%. But you may be able to get a deal on Bud Light. Just a little aside. All in all, don't let the cost ruin your Thanksgiving dinner. Shop around. Put a nice spread out there. It's a good day. Don't worry about politics that day. Have fun. All right. Now, this is a really interesting story I'm going to tell you. 
The two most powerful newspapers in the country, unfortunately, are the New York Times and the Washington Post. Both aren't really not newspapers anymore. They are left-wing liberal journals. They're in a business to promote liberal policies. Okay. There's a guy named Michael Ramirez who is a really brilliant cartoonist, political cartoonist. Two Pulitzers, this guy's one. He writes a cartoon, and he is out of uh, Vegas. He's 62 years old. Writes a cartoon about Hamas terrorists. Put that cartoon up. Okay, on a radio, I'll describe it to you. Um, it's a caricature of an Arab man, and um, it's basically human shields. How dare Israel attack civilians? Um, and uh, he's, the cartoon has all kinds of terrorist stuff, kids strapped to his body, all of that. All right, so the Washington Post runs this cartoon. And the editor is David Shipley. He's the editorial page editor. They run it. Inside the Washington Post is all 100% left-wingers, most progressives. Okay? They are offended. This is incredible. Here's what they say. The caricatures, the cartoon, employ racial stereotypes that were offensive and disturbing, depicting Arabs with exaggerated features and portraying women in derogatory, stereotypical roles, perpetuates racism and gender bias, which is wholly unacceptable. Every cartoon, political cartoon, has caricatures. Every one. So Ramirez, they pulled it. Washington Post pulled it. Here's what Ramirez said. Go. And this cartoon is straightforward. Hamas is a terrorist group. <laughs> I labeled the person Hamas. We know who he is. Uh, he's a guy who went on television and said, not only do I celebrate October 7th, the October 7th attack, but I would do it over and over again until Israel's removed. If you can't criticize that, then what can you? Okay, exactly. So this is the perfect example of cancel culture woke garbage. And it dominates the Washington Post and the New York Times. It dominates. And those papers, they have what they call a wire service that shoots out stuff to all the little papers in Butte, Montana, or Fairbanks, Alaska, or Key West, Florida. Okay? They subscribe, and they get this garbage every day. And Ramirez is a brilliant satirist. That's what political cartoonists are, satirists. He gets it pulled because these nitwits and cowards, oh, it's just, this is the corruption of the media. This day in history, November 16, 1940, Nazi soldiers seal off the Warsaw Ghetto in Poland. One of the worst things ever in the history of the world. So it's 83 years ago. Now, Poland was conquered by the German Third Reich in September 1939. That ignited World War II. So Germany, which borders Poland, went in, conquered the country. At the time, there were 1,300,000 people living in the capital city of Poland, Warsaw. About 400,000 of them were Jews. Huge Jewish community. Okay. So then... After the Nazis conquered any 
uh, area, the SS moves in. They were the security police who murdered at will. Okay, and they sent people to concentration camps. On November 16, 1940, they forced all the Jews that were left in Poland, that didn't get out, in Warsaw, into a two-square-mile area. Okay? And they kept them there so they could easily deport them to Auschwitz and the other death camps. Well, the Ger Germans who were... Um, doing this also controlled all the food and water going into what they call the Warsaw Ghetto. Polish Catholics, under the cover of darkness, smuggled weapons in and through the sewer systems and things like that to the Jews. All right. And then the Jews had an uprising and they fought the Germans and they fought them hard. So that uh, lasted uh, three years, that, that resistance, and it, and it was the main resistance against the Nazis in Europe. But it all began 83 years ago today. If you want to know more about it, Killing the SS, uh, my book, uh, and if you're really interested in the Hamas-Israel thing, that's a book to read as well. Back with mail and a final thought in a moment. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, let's go to the mail. Bill Gorman, Yerba Linda, California. You say, O'Reilly, that Biden has no clue when it comes to China, but is the mastermind of the border policy. Come on. It has to be one way or the other. Ah, I think you may be taking my analysis out of context, Bill. Is that possible? Number one, I would never use the word mastermind in conjunction with President Biden. I've clearly said on probably 3,400 occasions that Biden does the bidding of the progressives who run the Democratic Party. He's not the mastermind. He's not the strategist. He does what he's told to do. All right. So that's number one, that mastermind thing. 
Number two, do you think President Biden has control over the Chinese situation? Do you think the communists in Beijing fear Joe Biden? Just asking. Scott Horton, Sonora, Mexico. Stay safe down there, Scott. Why was San Francisco selected for the Asian meeting? Who made the decision? The White House made the decision. It's our turn to hold the uh, economic conference for Asia. So we set it up and that's where they decided because it's easy for easier for the Asian leaders to get to San Francisco. L.A., the, most of the meetings in San Francisco are out of town. They're south. Okay. You could have done it in L.A., but L.A. is so dense and so spread out. And now with uh, 10 down, Interstate 10 is down. You can't even move. So they picked San Francisco. Um, Forrest, concierge member. Thank you, Forrest. Number one, concierge membership will change your life, give you an insurance policy. Anything goes wrong, you write to me. Totally confidential. We'll try to help you. Concierge membership. All right, Farr says, unfortunately, Bill, complicated global strategies beyond the mental capacity of Blinken and Sullivan as well. I don't believe that. Okay, I think Secretary of State Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan know what's going on. No, I don't know them personally, but I, I think they know, they understand what's happened. Now, whether they are going to come up with policies that are going to be productive for the USA. That's the question. They certainly didn't in Afghanistan, right? Couldn't get worse than that. But to say that they uh, don't have the mental capacity, no. Politics may gut them, but they know what's going on. Leah, Biden's mental capacity is diminished, no doubt, but is my opinion is also on the take from China. I'm glad you put in, it is my opinion, Leah. And you are absolutely entitled to it. But if you're going to say he's on a take, you got to have hard evidence. Okay? House uh, committees are working on it. Nicholas Bavaro, Eugene, Oregon. This state passed a bill to legalize drug use a couple of years ago. It has failed big time, so now they want to reverse the law. As on TV, are supporting keeping drugs legal, saying... Nothing good has ever happened by locking people up. Well, I've been the victim of theft and car break-ins seven times in five years by drug addicts that are camped all over my neighborhood. The good that comes from them being locked up is they can't victimize me. Great letter, Nicholas. I lived in Oregon. When I was there, it was a little loony. Now it's full-blown. Montana... Pino, Claremont, Florida. I love that first name, Montana. My question, why can't we really declare war against the drug lords like we declare war against other nations? We know where they are. Why can't we just bomb them? If you declared the Mexican cartels terror groups, which they are, you could do it legally. And Obrador, nothing to say about it. He would scream, and it would impact our relations with Mexico. 
Trump was close to doing it. I was involved with that. Uh, Sharon, concierge member. Thank you, Sharon. Good grief, Bill. If you want a great steak, reasonably priced, that includes two sides, you need to try Longhorn Steakhouse. I may be a bit biased because I've been working there for 14 years. That's all right, Sharon. You're sticking up for your uh, employer. I haven't been to Longhorn. They don't have them on Long Island. If they do, I don't know where they are. Okay, but now that you've told me, I'll try it if I see it. Janet Etzorn, Naples, Florida, went to missingmoney.com. One of our smart life tips. Okay. My brother's name showed up and he got a thousand dollars. Thanks for the tip, Bill. You're welcome, Janet. So your brother should buy you an extra special Christmas gift. So it's missingmoney.com. The people Americans are owed money, and if you want to see if you are, that's where you go. It's pretty easy. Darlene Kahn, Chester, Illinois. I told you when you were doing Inside Edition. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That show started in 1988. I wrote you a letter, and you were kind enough to write me back. And I told you that you were on the right track, and your career has shown me I was correct in my assessment. Just wanted to let you know how proud I am and uh, on everything that you do. Well, I'm very happy, Darlene. You've been following me since Inside Edition. We turned that show around, still on the air. I mean, that was a disaster. When I got there, oh, we turned it around. And then uh, from there, um, I went to uh, Harvard. I got a master's degree. Uh, then I designed the O'Reilly Factor at Cambridge. Brought it back down to New York, got hired by Fox, and the rest is history. That's the bio there. Uh, Marie, great no-spin news on Wednesday night. I agree with everything you said. Now, is it great because you agreed with everything I said, or was it just great because the information flow and the presentation? See, that I'm never sure. The show is great. I wanted to be great because of the information we give you because of the presentation of the program, not because you agree with me on everything. I like you agreeing with me, but anyway. Uh, let's go to the uh, BillOReilly.com Christmas Hanukkah store. Please, sign books. you got to get your orders in now. Uh, over the weekend, I will be signing 2,000 books. That's what kind of exciting guy I am over the weekend. Uh, but get your orders in because we're going to have to cut them off around uh, December 11th. Uh, I just, you know, can't do it. So that's it. We have two new specials for you. Killing the Witches and Killing the Killers, $21.95. All right? Together. United States of Trump and a blue Merry Christmas America ornament, $17.95. We're trying to put together great gifts to uh, save you money. And uh, you get the entire Killing series, all 13 books. Okay? And if you do order those, and there's 13 gifts right there, you get to watch my live show. We're sending you the download to it. No one else on this planet will get to see it unless you're in the audience, but you. All right, word of the day, no jobation. I love this word. J-O-B-T-I-O-N, no jobation. Back with the final thought, an honor for killing witches in a moment. All right, final thought of the day, killing the witches still roaring on the bestseller lists after uh, two months 
about two months uh, on the uh, in a marketplace. So there's Goodreads. Do you ever hear of Goodreads? Goodreads.com. Um, they have a bunch of reviews and, and thousands of people. They have 150 million hits on Goodreads.com. So we have been nominated. Killing the Witches have been nominated as best history and biography book of 2023. Wow. Now you got to vote. And you go to BillOReilly.com, you can vote for Killing the Witches if you liked it. Now, I don't want you to vote if you didn't read it or if you didn't like it. But if you liked it, we want to do it honest. Go to BillOReilly.com and we're up for uh, best history or, and biography book, 2023. Martin Dugard, of course, props to him. 13 killing books, 19 million copies in print, the most successful nonfiction book series of all time. Thanks to you. We'll see you again on Monday. New column on Sunday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.